Our first guest is Marianne Williamson, number one New York Times best-selling author and activist. Welcome to Office Hours. I'm David Meltzer, and man, am I excited for our first guest because she has been a mentor of mine from afar, as people always say about you three as well. Um, obviously a New York Times best-selling author and activist, but for me, it's somebody who you know, really engulfs or in, in, envelops abundance. So many people live their life in a zero-sum game, and this person lives their life in a value-add game, and they start with the most important person themselves. And her tagline is transform yourself, transform the world. And a thought leader like this, I would only you know, disgrace an introduction, but I want to welcome to Office Hours, Marianne Williamson. Welcome to Office Hours. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's wonderful to be here. Well, you have transformed the world in so many ways. And I'm sure a lot of people wonder, okay, so this whole transform yourself, Marianne, how have you transformed yourself to transform the world? Well, you made very important comments before I came on about a zero-sum game versus living from a value-based perspective. The thought system that dominates the world is chronically disempowering to all of us. It makes you believe that there's only so much good to go around, that in order to win, somebody else is going to have to lose, that someone else's win will be your loss. And it puts us in a constant state of grasping. Now, when you make that fundamental change in your own perspective, from the idea of a zero-sum game, which is inherent to a solely materially-based perspective, and instead switch to a perspective on the entire universe, the world, God, however you want to understand it, in which a win-win is actually the order of the day, in which the more you give, the more you get, in which the more you show up for other people, the more things will come around for you, in which you're not here to grasp, you're here to give and to create and to produce, in which you're not just producing something to get your needs as you define them satisfied, but rather that you're serving the ages, you're serving something much bigger than yourself, you're serving something much bigger than one generation. It gives you energy, it gives you a winning edge because it puts you in an entirely different sort of gulf stream of energy. Martin Luther King said it gives you cosmic companionship. Now, I can't say I never fall into the same stuff that we all fall into. You're jealous, you're, you're you know, judgmental, you're whatever. But I know, I'm certainly intellectually convinced that my good lies in, to whatever extent I can, aligning myself with the perspective that I just described. And when I practice that through, you know, people talk about mindfulness today, meditation, prayer, whatever one's practice is, to withdraw from the cacophonous stimuli that just fills, saturates our society today. People are just constantly assaulted by the noise of the world, the chatter of the world, which is disempowering. We, you can't be around that all day without leaking your energy. And when you leak your energy, you leak your creativity, you leak your, your um, productivity, and so you leak your abundance. But when you align yourself with something much more disciplined, intellectually disciplined, morally disciplined, emotionally disciplined, spiritually disciplined, then you stand on a much higher higher perch of power and abundance flows naturally and automatically. I love thinking about it from an abundance mindset, but it's so hard to do and practice every day. What 
would you recommend for someone that's really looking to shift their day from a, you know, right at the beginning of the morning? What's something someone, you know, what would you recommend someone do every single day that actually flips that switch? It's hard to walk up a big flight of stairs if you do not hone your muscles. And you hone your muscles by doing exercise every day, whether it's yoga, whether it's weight training, whether it's cardio, you build your external body. And what we're talking about here is building your internal musculature, your attitudinal musculature, your emotional, psychological, and spiritual musculature. As I said, some people, it's a practice of mindfulness. Some people, it's a practice of meditation. Some people, it's a practice of prayer. It is something that attunes the inner life, just like you attune the outer. You know, we practice physical exercise because we want to have the muscles that enable us to move. You, you, you practice internal exercise so you have the muscular that allows you to be still. And it's in your stillness that you find clarity and you find wisdom and you find your real power to own your yes, to own your no, to say the things and do the things which will produce the kind of abundance you want in the world. Thank you so much for your consummate commitment to service and of others. And I know you say transform yourself, transform the world. Well, you've gone above and beyond by being committed to a number of very important causes, racial reconciliation, hunger, poverty, peace. What was it in your life, moment, mentor, or influence where you felt this social responsibility to give so much to others? I was raised in a family uh, of great social conscience. Um, I was raised in a home where it was impressed upon us that we owed something to the world beyond just the satisfaction of our own needs as we perceive them, that we are here to serve the world. I come from a religious community where the basic principle is to kun olam, repair the world. When it comes to racial issues, in 1998, I published a book called um, Healing the Soul of America. And in preparation for that book, I took a deeper dive into studying American history than I had ever taken before. I was educated, you know, I knew the history of the United States. I grew up with uh, parents who were uh, very supportive of the civil rights movement and so forth. But going back to study American history, when my background had been on spiritual and personal transformation, I understood at a whole new level that the psychological and emotional and spiritual principles that prevail within the healing of an individual also prevail within the healing of a nation because all that a nation is is a group of people. So I was already, I understood from a religious and spiritual perspective that you have to atone for your errors and seek to make amends. And so I began to realize that that it applies to my country as well. But you could see this in so many areas where our country is not living its values. You know, we're less a government of the people, by the people, and for the people now than we are a government of a few of the people, by a few of the people, and for a few of the people. Our Declaration of Independence is our mission statement. You know, when I've worked with groups, I've worked with organizations that'll bring me in and I'll say, okay, where's your mission statement? And we look at the mission statement and then we go through it. Well, where are you living your mission statement? Where are you not living your mission statement? That applies to a country. Where are you guys living your mission statement? What about that God gave all men the inalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness? We live in, how are we doing, guys? 
And I have noticed an individual is grateful for, to do this work because an individual knows I have to clean this up. My personal life's not going to work until I do. My professional life's not going to work until I do. And it's a kind of mainstream understanding now. You got to clean up all this stuff in your head and your heart in order for all the abundance in business and everything else that we want to actually happen. Marianne Williamson, thank you so much for your mindset, your heart set, and your hand set. May we all follow and be empowered, inspired by you and through you. Please come join us again. We appreciate you. The incredible Marianne Williamson <laughs> thank you. here on Office Hours. Thank you so much.